0: Welcome to the Need More Buffs podcast, the unofficial Lightseekers podcast sponsored by DeliveryCrab.com. DeliveryCrab.com, your number one source for Lightseekers cards and three points of healing. Welcome back, Seekers, to episode 47 of Need More Buffs. I'm your host, Matt Sonnenberg. This week's episode is going to focus a little more on the community. I do have a guest along with me, but there are a few other things I'd like to address as well. Before I get into the interview, I want to address the importance of local groups. Local groups truly are the lifeblood of Lightseekers right now. We're at a stage right now, especially with the digital app that was just released, where a lot of new players are finding out about the game. And I think it's safe to say that anyone who's played the game knows it's a good game, knows it's a solid game knows the gameplay is different from other TCGs out there, and it's a very enjoyable, different experience. But what some of you new players may not know is that Lightseekers needs a lot of help. Not only is this a new IP, but it's coming from a brand new company as well. Basically, what I'm trying to say is Lightseekers doesn't have the luxuries that some of the other TCGs that have been coming out recently can kind of fall back on. For example, take the Transformers TCG. Not only is Transformers a well-known IP, everybody around the world knows what the Transformers are, or at least has heard of the show or the toys or the movies or something. So there's already a big fan base surrounding the Transformers franchise. Transformers is owned by Hasbro, So Hasbro is definitely pushing this game out there. They have their connections with their distributors. They have their ads and all this stuff in place to get the game out to people. But then to top it all off, the game is actually being pushed out by Wizards of the Coast, which, as many of you know, is also the company behind Magic the Gathering and many other very popular TCGs. So when you have all that power, not just a well-known franchise, a well-known IP, but you have two companies backing this game that everybody knows about. They have their distribution channels set up. They have everything in place. It's just, it feel, it's gonna feel immediately like this game is taking off. Whether or not it's actually a good game, I couldn't tell you. I haven't played it, and I'm not going to try to throw that into the equation right now. But my point being that, it's instantly going to reach more people simply because of the, the companies that are pushing it and the, the franchise, the IP that they base the game around. So now you come back and look at Lightseekers. Like I said, it's a brand new IP. So not only do we have to teach people what Lightseekers are and what they're about, but at the same time, we have to deal with Playfusion, who nobody has heard of, basically. And that's changing, and I I hope that changes for the better very quickly, but they just don't have all of the time and resources and everything and all the distribution channels that these other big companies have set up already. And so not only are they trying to get all of that into place right now, but they are trying to prove themselves with a new IP. And that's why we need your help. Those of you who have played this game... You you see how good, how different, how enjoyable it is. And if you want to see that continue, we need your help to get this game into stores. Store owners aren't going to carry a game if they don't see people playing it or if they haven't heard of it before. So not only do we need you to get out there and start telling your local stores about this game, but get into those stores and start playing it. Bring a few friends along. Play it in the stores with them. Start up a local group. See see if you can get a demo night or a learn-to-play event at your store. Once you have any kind of, of local group, even if it's just you and a couple of friends to begin with, get something started. And once you have that group be sure to start advertising it. and One very, very simple way, something that has been effective for multiple people, as as we'll talk about in the interview too, is to get a local Facebook group. We have our larger Facebook groups for the Lightseekers TCG out there, but if you get a local one that people can kind of latch onto at a more personal level, then you will be able to get those people involved more regularly, find out what times and places and events work for them, and that's something that even if you don't take the full control of that group, maybe once you have it started, it's something that some of your local stores can use, and they can advertise their events and get people into the game that way. In any case, there are a lot of local light seekers groups on Facebook already, and I have compiled a list of most of the ones I found, there's probably some I'm missing yet, but delivercrabcom slash local will take you to the page with all those links to all the local groups that I know about right now. If you have a group that's not on there, please feel free to contact me by whatever means possible, Twitter, Facebook, uh, there's contact form on the website, Whatever, whatever you need to do to get a hold of me, and I will get your page listed on that site as well. I think it's safe to say that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably enjoy the game at least a little bit and would like to see it continue to grow, and we need your help to do that. If you have any other questions, if you need any other help, please feel free to contact me. I'm not saying I'll be able to do anything directly, but I I should be able to at least get you in contact with people who hopefully can help you. With all that in mind, it's about time to get into this episode where we bring back a previous guest, Alicia, who we first heard from back in episode 36, where she introduced us to the idea of a Lightseekers Junior League. Not only was she running Lightseekers for adults, but she also decided to start up a Lightseekers group for kids. So she's been at this for a few months now, and I thought it was about time that we brought her back for a little checkup to see how things are going and what other advice she might have for us. As always, the show notes for this episode can be found at DeliveryCrab.com slash zero four seven. That's DeliveryCrab.com slash zero four seven. And now it's time to jump into the interview with Alicia. Welcome back to the show, Alicia. How are you doing today?
1: I'm fine, Matt. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. So since we've last talked, it sounds like you've been keeping very busy. Do I understand this right that you, I don't know if it's you in particular, but you've gotten multiple groups up at multiple stores
1: we have multiple stores that run organized play every week okay between friday and sunday uh we have three different shops and we run organized play events at all three shops but we do get kind of frequent flyers from other you know who normally go to different stores
0: sure so they're coming just for light seekers basically yes awesome so I I don't want to force you to take too much credit or anything, but would you say that you were kind of the instrumental figure to get all these groups up and running?
1: I would probably say that I was probably one of the first ones here. Okay. A lot of the group came on after origins in Columbus, Ohio. Mm, Okay. And since then we've gotten multiple of them, of those people who are seers and visionaries um, and envoys. And I don't run one of the programs on Fridays um, because I just i am not, not able to. Sure. And then for the one on Saturday, I'm actually only able to be there once every other week. And the same thing for the one on Saturday. So I alternate weeks, but we have people who are there to help run. So I've actually had a lot of people who've been very supportive and very helpful to help run these things.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, that's kind of where, where you hope to be. I mean, you need someone to take the initiative to get that initial push out there. But once the program starts to grow, yeah, you can obviously start delegating responsibilities and hope you get those people who are just as enthusiastic as you to step up and take some of that.
1: We have a a great group of people who get together every week and they all just keep going. So it's it's really been great.
0: You mentioned Origins. So was that kind of the the first, first time any of these groups got started? Yes. And that was roughly how long ago?
1: I believe that was in May of this year, 2018, so by, what is it, five months?
0: Awesome. And has there been fairly steady attendance at each of these? I mean, I'm sure some groups are slightly larger than others, but on average, how many people do you get each night?
1: Since I don't do the Friday one, I'm actually not sure Mm -hmm. how many they get per night. The one for the biggest group is usually 10 to 12 people, just consistent, pretty consistent. And that's for our our normal weekly OP on Saturday at Frogtown Hobbies. And then on Sunday, we do Checkmate. And that one just kind of recently started up for their OP events. So we're kind of still working the kinks out on that. But we consistently get like four to five people for that one on Sundays. So we're still working on that one. We're going to potentially be doing another Learn to Play there in November um, to hopefully pick up some more people. And then our ones for the kids events that we do every, it's it's twice a month, the first and third Saturdays of the month at Frogtown Hobbies on Saturdays alongside of our weekly OP. We normally consistently have about six kids wow. there every, every week, yep. every time, or not every week, but every time we do it.
0: Sure. Yeah. So that kind of leads me into a couple more questions I had. So before that, you kind of mentioned that you're still working on the growth of some of the groups and and that's kind of what i want to get into is what have you done or had to do or just wanted to do to keep these groups from not only growing stagnant but to keep them growing as much as possible how often do you have to uh, kind of infuse new players by running a, a learn to play event or something like that
1: um, Well, I think the last Learn to Play we events we did were back in, I think it was June, if I remember correctly. Okay. And then we had our group here that we had where we normally have like 10 people, 10 mm-hmm. to 12 people. So that's been pretty good, but I don't want to see that, like you said, stagnate. Mm-hmm. And because we do have three different locations that run OP events, I kind of want to bring more people in. Especially since some of the venues are a little smaller than this one that's on Saturdays. But essentially, this is like about four months after the last learn to play we did. So I'm hooking up with the rep for the area and I'm setting up a time for him to come out. Cause they, it's usually easier to draw people in when you have stuff for them to take. Sure. So he'll be coming with some different swag and, you know, booster packs and stuff for them. Um, I'm also looking at getting, um, I like to do drawings. I don't know. It always kind of seems fun for people to, to me, in my opinion, to, uh, try and win something. Sure. Sure. So I'm going to be getting some new Kindred starter decks, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get a couple of those to help kind of, well, only new players can put in for it to get a drawing, you know, to get yeah. it drawn. It makes So sense. it incentivizes new players to come over and, hey, you know, maybe I can win a deck, and I'm not just getting a booster pack. I can actually get a deck to, to play with.
0: Very true, yeah. it's It's something you can use right away as opposed to starting to build your deck.
1: And it's easier to sell now that we have the app
0: as well because
1: people can try it out on the app and they can scan their cards in. So it's a little more interactive.
0: Yeah, and Um, when when they go home, they can play with it too by themselves. Right,
1: exactly. So they don't have to stop just only once a week You know, Mm -hmm. playing. They can play anytime they want to.
0: So you mentioned that sometimes you get the local rep involved. Did you get them involved early on? Or is Um, that just something from time to time when you need a little extra help?
1: Whenever I've done the bigger learn-to-play events where I've had the rep here with us. Like I said, it's a little easier when you have stuff to give and I can't always kind of pay out of pocket. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I I, I
0: don't think anyone expects you to.
1: Right, which actually when I first started, I did. I I actually luckily had, you know, Toys R Us was closing. Mm -hmm. So I bought up a whole bunch of cheap booster packs and when I did my own demos before getting the rep involved, I was actually passing out packs.
0: Hey, whatever it takes. That's commitment right
1: there. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, now it's everything is, of course, back to normal price. So, I it's <laughs> too much anymore. But, yeah, it's easier when you have the rep because they have more means to entice. So.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So, the other big facet of what you do out there in Ohio is it's, the kids events. I think this was really the first time I've heard anyone doing this with light seekers in particular. So those have been going pretty steadily for you.
1: Oh yes. So like I said, every first and third Saturday of the month at Frogtown hobbies, we have a kids event that runs alongside of the standard event. And mm-hmm. it, it just works out nice because there's a lot of people. You have kids who are going to these things and they can bring their kids with them and their kids can play. And we consistently get you know usually about four to six kids and I do a tournament with them with an op kit as well every other month okay so it's something they can build towards sure so it's casual play normally but every other month we do a tournament for them so they have something to work towards they can practice their decks they can learn how their deck works and they can work towards playing other kids in this tournament to try and see if they can win some of the prizes
0: out of curiosity the kids that are there their parents, I'm assuming, are there playing games as well. But are the parents typically playing Lightseekers as well, or are they there playing other games?
1: Most of the parents play the Lightseekers game. Awesome. A lot of the parents play Lightseekers. There's some who play some other things, but mm-hmm. usually they're playing Lightseekers. I've had a few kids who, on my kickoff event that I did back in July... They just randomly came into the store and got drawn into it. Um, wow. And now their parents play with them and their <laughs> parents will participate in the OP events from time to time. So it's it's been really good and it's been really rewarding. I love watching the kids and how they play and how they, they think about their moves. And it's been really great.
0: Yeah, that is good. Uh, get them started early and we'll go hook them for life. <laughs> so it sounds like you have a pretty good start on things right now and and things are going pretty well. Um, do you have any plans really to start drawing more people in?
1: I'm hoping to draw some more people in. So that's why I'm trying to set up some more learn to plays because while we have a great group and we have a a really good sized group, I, I just think it would be fun to draw more people in and even for the kids if there's more kids to come in. So I've been slowly gaining occasional kids here and there, um, Sometimes it's a little harder with kids when they also have a lot of stuff going on during, you know, school year. They've got like football or they've got ballet or they've mm-hmm. got, you know, something going on. But they show up every once in a while when they can. Um, so for everything over overall, it would it's just nice to continue to see people get interested, have more people to play, even if they don't come every week, you know. It's yeah. great that they can come. So we slowly gain people here and there, but I think we'll do another learn to play event and just the biggest key is always just talking to people. Yeah. So random people who walk in the store who maybe you're eyeballing what you're doing, you know, just walk over and it's like, hey, you want to try it out, you know, and see if they will.
0: Yeah, it's all about that initiative, I think. And you've been very good about it. And I guess other than straight up just talking people and trying to get them interested in this game, what kind of advice do you have for someone who is trying to get, a group like this going, whether it be, you know, in their game store or somewhere else.
1: The biggest thing is perseverance, I think. When I started playing this game, I started back in April. So it was even before Origins happened. Yeah. And the only people who were playing was me and my family. Mm-hmm. So there was four of us. So <laughs> hey, I just, you would just... Good group there. Yeah, it's just four of us. We would just show up to the open play events. Okay. And then we would start We would just play, you know, and people would start watching and then I would invite them over to come play because I had some of the different starter decks. So at least they could try it out. So it's really perseverance because it can get discouraging. Hey, I'm the only one showing up with my, you know, my friend. We're the only two playing, you know, and it takes time. It takes time to get these people to see you consistently coming in and, hey, maybe this is a thing. Maybe I should look at it, you know, check it out a little more. So it's just not don't get discouraged.
0: Have there been any particular challenges to get the kids' events going? I think this is only at one location right now, right? Right. If you wanted to get another kids' group going, where do you get started with that? I mean, it it sounds like it's kind of just been almost a natural byproduct of what you've been doing. Like, the people who are there happen to have kids, so they bring them along and they can play. But is there something in particular you're doing differently for those events or to to get people interested in those events?
1: I don't think I'm necessarily doing it differently. Maybe I just I keep it really casual between the kids. Mm-hmm. I guess from my perspective for some of the kids, it's just that, you know, I think they feel better if they're playing their own age range. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's not as intimidating as playing adults all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and for kids who are like in that eight to eight to 10 range, eight to 12, they, they feel a little better about playing each other. They have a little more fun with it. I try to keep it interesting for them so it doesn't stagnate off that way. So I, with the, the tournament events or even with this past one, which was the Halloween one I did, I, I brought in, I let them get them, um, dressed up in costumes. They were allowed to come in in costume. They got treat bags. They got candy. They got, they got a whole Halloween theme. They got pizza. So we made it a big party for them. Um, And I also did a drawing. I happen to be in a place where the Ollie's Market is. Mm -hmm. So I picked up some of the action figures relatively cheap because they had them on wholesale. So I, I did a drawing for them. So over the course of a month leading up to it, every single time they came to one of the events, they got an entry into the drawing. And then if they brought a friend, they would get five entries into the drawing. Okay. So to try and kind of help pick it up a little bit, I just try to keep it fun for them. Cause I don't want it to be all serious. I don't want it to all be about competition. (laughs) You know, I want them to have fun with it.
0: Yeah. That's good advice right there. So ultimately this is all leading up to delivery crab and Mm -hmm. delivery crab is coming to your neck of the woods in roughly month, month and a half. Mm -hmm. So December 15th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. December 15th in Toledo, Ohio, deliver crab will be there and I am thrilled because I just want to see how all this is coming together and and, and meet some of the players you have out there because they have definitely been supporting me and I'm glad to see that they're they're continuously supporting you guys out there too but from from what you've seen and talked to people are are they looking forward to this event
1: oh they're thrilled I mean, they're they're signing up already, <laughs> <laughs> so um, they're real excited about it. From what I know, they um, they they were kind of all over it once they kind of even heard it was coming up this way. So they've been waiting. They they were waiting for the date. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and they're pretty they're pretty positive that there's going to be a good turnout. So uh, <laughs> they keep talking about it. So yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. I yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to it as well. And th- they when when they have the the have you had any like major tournaments at the store or is it just kind of the the weekly op stuff
1: it's weekly op and then they do once a month drafts at the at frog okay we haven't done anything like big major um mm-hmm. anything more than just kind of the normal but everyone enjoys it so far so <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right well that works out very well um i guess then yeah any other advice you can offer to someone who is having trouble with getting their groups going maybe they had a group or they're showing up every week and not getting the attention that they want
1: probably some of the best steps is that if you find that you want to do something maybe a little more pronounced as far as an event that sometimes you might have to reach out you really have to sometimes find that rep i'll say that because I I find that when I I get asked from some of the other visionaries who are newer about how they can get things going because they were having difficulty they don't even know who their local reps are sure so I usually try to help find out for them who their rep is and how to contact them but once you kind of get that rep in it's a lot easier if because they got once again all that stuff they can bring and then you can actually get it worked out with the store to make it a kind of a bigger, more publicized event. But kind of like I said, it's really about perseverance and trying to get that that shop to put it on their Facebook or Twitter, making sure people know about it. Make a group if you don't have one already and post about all the events you're doing. I mean, make it so that people know. Because if people don't know you're having them, then they don't know to show up to them.
0: So. Very true. Yeah. I and, and you make a good point with those local groups. I made a big push for those early on. And I, I think they've been doing fairly well. Do people find those groups useful in your experience?
1: I can't speak for everyone else's groups. I run the the Facebook page for our group up here. Yeah. And they use them a lot. So they're commenting, they're watching, they're monitoring. I try to keep it updated every week. Sure. Um, anytime there's a new event, anytime there's a new post that's from PlayFusion about stuff, I'm always posting it onto our page. So people can see that it's not a stagnant group as well it's showing that it's still lively. There's still stuff going on. We're still active. We're still moving. So, Mm -hmm. so yes, pushing and posting events, making sure everyone knows about them, putting them in the group pages, putting them on the main pages, wherever you can get them.
0: So, Yeah. yeah, that's good. And you also mentioned the local reps again. So I, I will do my best to try to figure out who all the local reps are and Get as much information about them as possible and put that in the show notes for this episode as well. So for anybody else out there looking for help in their area, I will try to have that information out there for you. If you don't see something for your area in particular, let me know. Reach out. We'll we'll try to help you out. But yeah, Alicia, thank you so much for taking the time to come out and do this again. It's it, It's been a blast as usual, and I'm, I'm glad to see that you are still having some success.
1: I appreciate being invited back. Thank you, Matt.
0: Thank you. And that's it for this week's interview. But before we go, I do have a few more things I want to bring up quickly. As we mentioned in the episode, I am looking into getting a list of all the Area Lightseekers reps. If I'm allowed, I will definitely publish any information I have about them or any contact information for them, on the website, in the show notes and such. It might not be up there right away, but as soon as I get it and then get permission to post that, I will definitely do so. If I'm not allowed to post it and you, and you want some of that information, please contact me and, and I'll get you some way to get in contact with those people. Because as Alicia mentioned in the episode, they can be very valuable resources when you're trying to set up these games on a local level. Additionally, we also mentioned that Delivery Crab has a tournament coming up in Ohio. But before that happens, we there are a lot of other major Lightseekers events, some Delivery Crab, some not, that I want to make you aware of. Coming up this weekend already, on November 3rd in Indianapolis, we have a Delivery Crab tournament. Then two weeks later, on November 17th, There's another Delivery Crab Tournament in New Jersey. This one is taking place in Mountain Laurel, New Jersey. It's, It's basically just outside of Philadelphia. So Southern Jersey, Philadelphia, that kind of area. If you're anywhere out there, I hope you can make it. Two weeks after that, there is not a Delivery Crab Tournament, but there is PAX Unplugged the weekend of, well, December 1st. It's Friday through Sunday there. Right at the end of November, beginning of December, PAX Unplugged takes place in Philadelphia, and as you might expect, there is going to be a big Lightseekers tournament at that convention as well. Not only is that convention awesome, it's only their second year, but it's it, it's a very fun tournament if you're into card games, board games. They, they They stripped out all the video games from the typical PAX tournaments, and this one is just about board and card games, tabletop games, if you will. So in reality, it's a perfect fit for Light Seekers, and I hope you can join us there for that. In fact, I, I mean, we kind of planned it this way. The tournament that's happening in New Jersey two weeks before could be some very good practice if you're planning on coming to PAX Unplugged as well. And then finally, though, two weeks after PAX Unplugged, on December 15th, is the tournament, the Delivery Crab Tournament, that we discussed in the episode that is taking place in Toledo, Ohio. So we still have a lot of major events coming up before the end of the year. I hope you can make it out for some of them. I hope that I can see a lot of you there and we can keep the Light Seekers train rolling. Now, I think that's probably about all I have for this week. Remember, the show notes for this episode can be found at DeliveryCrab.com slash 047. That's DeliveryCrab.com slash 047. Keep playing light seekers. Keep having fun. Get out there. Get to some local groups. Start some local groups. Contact me if you need some help doing that. And together we can make this game succeed. And that's all I got for now. So until next week, I got some more deliveries to make.